Let's continue with what we began two weeks ago of looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Again, I said this past Sunday that because of his love, God tells us things to come. It's because of his love. Don't forget that. It's because of his love. God tells us things to come. And the, the Amplified Version says that he reveals to us. He declares to us. He makes them manifest to us. It's because of his love. Again, that scripture, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's, that's profound. It's about the love of God. God will show us things to come because he loves us. Go to John 14, 28, 29, the Amplified Classic Version. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He's about to be crucified. And then he said this. You heard me tell you I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you really loved me, you'd have been glad because I'm going to the Father for the Father is greater and mightier than I am. But look what follows next, verse 29. 29. And now I have told you this before it occurs. In other words, I've told you what? If we have another word is what? Beforehand. I've told you ahead of time. And why is that so? So that when it does take place, you may believe and have faith in and rely on me. He tells us beforehand, he tells us things to come. And why is that so? So that he says, according to that scripture, so that when it does take place, you may believe and have faith in and rely on, on him. That's his love. Now, talking about uh, uh, looking unto Jesus in the scripture that you've been looking at in 2 Timothy 3.1. Now, I want you to follow just what you've read there. I want you to see what he says. The Spirit of God says this, that in the, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Why is he telling his people? So that when it occurs or when it takes place, you may believe and have faith and rely on me. In other words, that you may not be moved by perilous times. But you may be, you may be, you may be strong, or strong in your faith, relying on God to help you because he already told you these things are coming to earth. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that? So then it's be, that's because of his love. That's because of his, he loves his people, he's faithful to his people. That perilous times, which you saw the, the, some of the words defining that word perilous, is harsh. Harsh times. Savage. Difficult. Dangerous. Painful. Fierce. Grievous. Hard to deal with. And the word describes a society that is barren of virtue, but abounding with vices. So perilous times will come. And the reason he told us way before is that when we see these times manifesting as we are seeing them, we can rely on him, we can depend on him, and we can be so strong in our faith, believing and trusting him. Amen? But if he said, you don't know what is going to happen, you just go ahead. Whatever may be, let it be. 
That would be difficult. But he's told us. Why did he tell us? Because, listen this, God is love. He loves his people. Now, here comes, yeah, I understand. People will say this. So that if he knew that was coming, why didn't he stop them? If we knew, you hear people say, if you knew that he knew that by Adam sinning, it was going to affect us, why didn't he stop him? Could have held that, that and people think is an apple, and yet the Bible doesn't say it's an apple. He could have held that uh, apple from Adam and squeezed his hand. Of course, he's all powerful. No, 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 no. God didn't create robots. God created men with a will, the ability to choose. Thank you, sister. In other words, you can choose yourself. You can choose. It's our, it's our choice to make a, de a decision. I'm going to serve the Lord. He won't force us. So listen to this. And then the second thing is this. Let's go to Psalm 115. I mentioned it last time. But let's go to, in fact, before Psalm 15, let's go to Genesis 1. We'll finish somehow, don't worry. Genesis 1. I used to think in these times, and it took me some time, uh, years ago, Lord, why do we pray? You know everything. Why should I tell you my need? And you, have you realized that every religion prays? Yeah? Why do we pray? If he knows everything, why doesn't he give us? But listen this. His word says this in verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle of all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them, and God said, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God gave dominion to man. Man, who has, it's not a gender here now, but man, they created in the image of God, and having flesh and blood on this earth has authority to indwell this, this earth. When one dies or they dies, then they have no legal right of staying on earth. That's why you've never met with your grandmother who died in 1922. Cannot exist here on this earth. They don't have, so to speak, the title deed, which is the body. So this body gives us authority, actually, even over the devil. The devil doesn't have a body. What does he look for? Bodies of men. Actually, one murdering another, that person has given themselves over to the devil to murder. It's a spirit of murder. What about God? God doesn't have, so to speak, by himself a body over here, but the body he has is you and I believers. We are called members of the body of Christ, the anointed one. In other words, the Holy Spirit himself came to indwell us. So our bodies give God 
a legal right to operate on this earth. Church on this earth is a voice of God. If only you can listen to him, though, it's not automatic. But he indwells us. We are members of the body of Christ. We have authority over the devil. Why do we cast him out? Because he doesn't have a legal body. So God is legally on this earth because we are members of the body of Christ. He can manifest you. I, I saw that. Oh, I had a, an instructor in a, the Bible school. They are 2000, 2001. In the, I was in the Bible school. He said this, uh, like, Eddie, come over here. Just, just come a little bit. Then he said, God is moving. God is moving. God is moving. God is moving. Can you see God is moving? <laughs> He's so happy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, but, but listen this. God indwells these vessels. Listen to the message I spoke on this past Wednesday. He dwells in these vessels of clay. That's why I encourage you to know that your body is not your enemy. You should, you should believe God to take good care of it. Because if you don't take good care of it, it will vomit you out prematurely. But if you take good care of it and believe God, you'll be strong. If you want to go to 90, if you want to go 100, forward, that's fine. You'll be strong. Because the body is in good shape. Give it enough rest. Exercise it. Don't feed on everything. <laughs> Let's go to Psalm 115. I hope I made a point with that. Huh? Look, look at this in, in Psalm 115. Verse 16 says, The heaven... Even the heavens are the laws, but the earth he has given to the children of men. So who are in authority on this earth? Men. Not gender now. It's a man created in the image and likeness of God, but man having flesh and blood. So the earth he gave to the children of men. So what are we supposed to do then? Church, this is the church actually which is in authority, even in this nation. And many times when things like this happen, like the way it's been happening in our nation, also they reflect the condition of the church. Did you hear what I say? When things happen the way we've seen them happen in our nation, also reflect the condition of the church. If, if I open up a forum for, for us to debate on politics, I will see people true colors. Probably you'll hear statements, us, we've been marginalized for a long time. And with, oh. You see, that means what? We haven't received revelation of our true identity. We still depend on color, tribe, whatever it is. We depend on. We haven't really renewed our minds to have our true identity in Christ. That's why even believers, during elections, we are, we are divided. That's sad. That's really sad. Okay, let me go back to my message. Hebrews 12, 
I wanted to make a point there. First, God shows us things and tells us things to come because of his love. So, and when those things happen that we may rely on him, we may believe and rely on him. So he spoke about perilous times, harsh times, because of his love for us. So when you see these things, we should never be moved. And look at this in Hebrews 12, 1, 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a, clou so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance. Did you see the run is with endurance? The rest that is before us. What follows next? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith. Now look what follows, what follows next. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Looking unto Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, Jesus had this attitude. There is joy set before me. Therefore, I'm going to endure the cross. I'm going to despise the shame. That's his attitude. You need to look forward to something. That will carry you. We are looking forward to something. Listen to the same thing that Apostle Paul uh, had, the same attitude. Jesus is, is looking unto Jesus. You are supposed to be looking unto Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him, endure the cross. I was telling you, I think last Sunday, you know, I've got to several mountains. And, and the thing is this, when you are going, an, an example, like going to Mount Kilimanjaro, is you know that the Uhuru Peak is a summit point. You will go through, at least I think it's everyone who goes there. You'll go through changes in your body. Changes. But there's something that happens when you get to the top. It feels good. And your, your eyes are on, I'll get there. And every step I'm making, I'm getting closer to the target. Every step I make, I'm making, I'm going closer to the target. Now, when you went there, um, I hope you all are believing me to go to the, to the top. Because I kept saying it, we are going to the mountain. We are going to the peak. Can you imagine if I came back and I said, church, you know, sometimes you try. Sometimes it doesn't happen the way you intended it to happen. But all of it, praise the Lord. <laughs> I kept believing every step. Now look at this. Things might be difficult. I encourage you to make sure you're moving forward. Make sure you're moving forward. Make sure you're not stagnated. Start saying it, I'm moving forward. Start saying it, I'm going to the top. Start saying it, I'm going over. The challenge I'm facing in my business is just temporarily. Good days are ahead. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't stop. Hallelujah. Look at, look at, look at uh, Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 4.16. His attitude. That's why we never give up. That's why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. Listen to what he says next. For our present troubles, think about this, harsh, savage, perilous times, 
our present troubles are small and won't last very long. I thought you were going to run around, shout, spin. But just knowing this, look at this. This is his love. He says this, our present troubles are small, won't last very long. Yet, they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. That is hope. Let me tell you something. Everything that the devil does is time-dated. It has an expiry date to it. Hallelujah. Everything he does has an expiry date to it. But everything that God does is eternal. Hallelujah. Don't you know that your seed is eternal? Don't you know everything I do, I mean, in the name of the Lord is eternal? There he was here, and there he was into life, in life to come. I was reading a book of a man who was taken to heaven in 1972, 1974 actually, and of course saying that he saw angels constructing mansions in heaven. And he wondered where they were getting materials from. But they were based on the good deeds of faith on this earth of believers that they are doing. They are taking the materials up there and building for you. And my niece was taken also to heaven in 2017. She saw the exact thing. So everything that God does is eternal. Everything. So that's why we never give up. Did you see that's exactly how the scripture begins? Go, go back there, probably they didn't hear what I said. Or what the Bible says. This is why we never give up. Anyone who's felt like, oh God, I'm going to that church. This is the last service. I don't know. God, if you don't move today, I'm moving away. No, no, don't give up. That's the reason we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. And what he says is, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. So listen to this. If you are going through an attack of the enemy, write the expiry date. Go sell devil, here's your expiry date. It's over. Yet, they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Look at what follows next verse 18. Now, so we don't look at the troubles. The more you talk about the troubles, the more troubles come. They become your great company. Uh, Tina's, in the Tina's village, uh, uh, there was a man whose wife died maybe what, in the 80s? Remember that, that man that people say like, that man who lost his wife? Because he talked about it for decades. Is that so? Did I get right? Then you meet with him, we begin. I lost my wife. When was that? 19, 1982. Until the villagers call, call him the man that lost his wife. Why is that so? He kept looking at the trouble. While someone else, even if it happened, he said, you know what, Lord? I give you thanks even in this, but I'm trusting you to move forward. 
We don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze. What is another, another word for that? Looking. You remember that in, in uh, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2? Looking. We fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. What we are seeing is, looks horrible. But listen to this, we fix our gaze. How do we do that? I'll show you from the word of God what happens. You fix your gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. Will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. The eternal church. The eternal. Don't let the devil put you like, oh God, I can't do anything. You can. You can make him run. How do you do that? Submit to God. Resist the devil. And he'll flee. Yeah. <laughs> flee. But what do you do? You submit to God, you resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Have you had challenging times? Fix your gaze on things that cannot be seen. Let's go to Hebrews 11, the New King James Version. Preaching myself happy here. Hebrews, Hebrews 11 now, faith is a substance of things hopeful. The evidence of things not seen. Now, go back to that scripture, the other one, please, and then we come back with it, and then back and forth. So, we don't look at the troubles we can see. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. Are you seeing faith there? Huh? Is a substance, faith is a substance. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more we hear the word of God, the more faith comes and faith removes us from natural thinking to the supernatural thinking of God's word. We gaze on God's word. We are being transformed. We are not moved. We keep moving forward no matter what happens around us. That's available, church. That's not a church, a Sunday uh, a church say. That's the reality of life on a daily basis. So we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. Why is that so? Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. In fact, if you go back in your own time about that scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it talks about we have the same spirit of faith. We believe Therefore, do we speak? I submit to you by the authority of God's word and in the name of Jesus. Watch out words that are coming out of your mouth concerning your finances, concerning your health, concerning your home, concerning your future. You'll have what you say. For what you are saying is, look at this government, it's destroyed us. You will be destroyed. And it won't be the, the government. The devil will destroy you. We are not able to go to the promised land. They had what they said. They are not able. They didn't enter into the promised land. 
Caleb and Joshua said, we are well able. They entered into the promised land. You'll have what you say. Don't forget that. Keep saying what you believe. The word of God. All right. Look at verse 3. By faith we understand that the walls are framed by what? The word of God. So that the things which are seen, these natural things, were made of things which are not visible. Were not made of things which are visible. In other words, the invisible framed the visible. That's why you need to look at your troubles, whatever you are facing, and start saying what you believe in God's word. And you have... You might, you ought to be believing the word of God. So this was the same attitude of Paul. Jesus, for the joy that was set before him on the cross, Apostle Paul says, I have the same spirit of faith. Therefore, whatever I'm seeing is temporary because I'm looking at, I'm guessing at the unseen things or on the unseen things, which is actually the word of God. This should be our attitude, church. You should be saying, in all this is happening, all this that is happening, I have breakthroughs than ever before because I believe in God. Or about the taxes, you are thriving. Miss Yvonne has told you that all that, hey, look at this. All that you have belongs to the Lord. So look at this. First I tithe, and still you have believers asking, is it gross or net? Who's first? Is the government first or God? God, so what do you first? Top. When we high school, we used to say, uh, we used to run, you know, being the first in the dining table, because as we used to kill, and be given food, you know. They, they, I don't know why they had a chef who looked, I mean, not, those are not chefs, they were cooks uh, in, in the dining. Those cooks were big and they looked bad. <laughs> That's what they did. So we used to go, the first ones, they, we call it, uh, I used to go top layer. Top player is the Lord's. Did you hear what I say? The top layer is the Lord's. We used to call it top layer. Good Lord. Uh, I mean, the school I went to, the food was bad. The school, I mean, that food was bad. It was terrible. Sometimes when they bring, uh, you know, they, they cook uh, beans and, 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 and maize, uh, so we call it githeri. But it had weevils in it. And them floating on top of the plate. Oh Lord, it was bad. And think about this, they are teenagers. We are we were ever hungry. <laughs> Growing teenagers, not fed well, we are ever hungry. Thank God we made it. But listen, so the top layer is the loss. And then what happened? If it belongs to the Lord, the whole of it, definitely. What will happen, church? He'll take good care of you. Amen. You don't have to be complaining. You don't have to be, oh, you, we can sing the same songs about taxes and taxes and live like natural people, or we can trust God who supplies abundantly. Praise God. 
So, whatever you are facing, this too will pass away. Listen to this, church. Perilous times are not from God. They are from the prince of darkness, the devil. So it's not, the perilous times are not coming from God. They're from the devil. Why is that so, church? He knows his time is short. Remember that. In Revelation 12, 12, talks about that. Of course, he was cast out of heaven, and then he says this, Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come to you having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. I told you, nothing that he does is permanent. Nothing, church. Be aggressive concerning your faith. However, however much the damage he came and caused to you, that is temporary. Change your attitude. Start believing on the healer. He heals us. He delivered us. Completely, church. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord does what? Delivers the righteous from them all. I'm not, I'm not saying that you haven't gone through things. So not at all. But God, but God, he delivers us. He sets us free. Now look at this then. So don't forget that the devil knows his time is short. So what is he doing? He's working. But what do we do? We enter into God's rest because God has given us his word. Hebrews 12 to the Passion Translation say, we look away from the natural realm. We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus. We look away from the, the, the natural realm and we gaze, we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us. And who does what? Leads us forward into faith's perfection. I say, usually I like saying this, everything about God is progressive. There's progression. If you're being led by the Holy Spirit, it becomes better and better and better. Better and better and better because you're being led by the Holy Spirit. So that word looking, so our response then to these perilous times would be then what? Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. We look away from what is happening in the natural and to see, to see what? We have one divided attention looking unto him, looking away from all distractions in order to fix our gaze on one object. Who's that? Who's that? Jesus. Jesus. We look away. Things look difficult, but you look away from all those distractions. I don't know about you, but most likely people will tell you that, you know, like, I think Deacon Norman has, you've several times you've run 42 kilometers. Is it 40, 20, 20? Oh, I, I thought you, I thought higher of yourself than, than you've achieved, sorry. <laughs> but 21, you've done 21. I know he'll tell you this, but actually, when you are feeling so bad and running, you have to fix your eyes on where you are heading. 
In other words, you have your mind on the end result. And at some point, if you've set your mind well, at some point even your physical body won't feel it. I like saying it in this manner. I told the Lord, I am not going through this life alone. When things are difficult, I'm still going to lean on him. I am not going through this life in pain. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not going through this life in pain. Or with pain. Pastor, what about if you are exercising? I'm not going to believe for pain. Do you know, did you hear that you gym people? No pain, no gain. Alone. Not with me. I am going to believe God. You say, how possible is that? I know what I'm talking about. Done some things, even physical, you feel like the body is, is, is feeling like, are we going to stop? I say, no, we are focusing on one person. He's our deliverer. His name is Jesus. Listen, church, if you learn by the word of God to go through things by faith, you'll be like Shadrach, Abednego, and Meshach. At the end of it, you have no smell of smoke in your life. And it shortens the time. What you ought to have when you're going through those things is thanksgiving. An attitude of gratitude. Thanksgiving. You're not thanking God for that. You're thanking God in that situation. Why are you thanking him? What are, what are, why are you thanking him? Because he's delivered you from that. He already made the way. And we see it clearly in the scriptures. Looking unto Jesus releases the power of God to enable us to see in the dark world. Looking unto Jesus releases the power of God to enable us to see in the dark world. Why? He is our light. When it's too dark, what do you need? More darkness? You need light. You need light. So he's our light. He enables us to see in the dark world. Even if the devil puts a smoke screen, you're able to see through it. Why is that so? You're no longer seeing in the natural, you're seeing supernaturally. So looking unto Jesus releases the power of God to enable us to see in the dark world. Let's go again to Isaiah 60. Are you seeing the connection? Do you want me to start where, to, to, revi to revise where we began from? Or like, uh, like she said that, yeah, we have the video, you can go watch. Arise. Arise from the depression and prostration. In which circumstances have kept you to a new life. Look at this. Arise is a choice. It's a choice that you make. I'm going to rise up. Do you remember those uh, four lepers in Samaria? And when they said, how long will we sit here? Let's go forward. If we die, we die. 
Esther had the same attitude. Arise. Listen to the Spirit of God. You've been in that situation for a long time. Rise up. Start with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You've been there for a long time. Practice thanksgiving to God. Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Now that is encouraging, church, because the Spirit of the Lord is saying this, you have a new life. In other words, this, this is what he's saying. There are better things ahead of you than anything that you've ever experienced, whether good or bad. It's a new life. I wish, I hope you heard that. There's a new life. And then he says, shine. Be radiant to the glory of the Lord. And this is where it comes now. For your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Your light has come. Look at what follows next. For behold, darkness, perilous times, shall cover the earth and dense darkness all the peoples, all peoples. But, 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 the Lord shall arise upon you, Jerusalem, and his glory shall be seen on you. And then verse 3 says this. A nation shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your eyes. When it's too dark, you need more light. Keep that light in you. You cannot see in total darkness. Remember I told you last week, even if you have perfect, perfect eyes, you need what? Light. Light is what activates that, that ability to see. I hope, I hope you are able to, to look at the, the functioning of the eye in the week. You still let, you had another opportunity now to go back to that class. You still let it pass. <laughs> Miss Ruth was looking at me and saying, my goodness, I have no idea what she's talking about. And then in the, on Wednesday, I said, uh, uh, think, uh, my wife, Tina, and my nieces were telling me, wow, you just, we're going to have to with all this, you know, the retina and the functioning of the eye. I said, what's the problem? I mean, uh, that knowledge is within, is innate. <laughs> they say, like, you have been studying to go and tell us that. I say, any teacher studies, are you going to present something that you don't have gotten back to refer to it? So what's wrong? Studying is not like now you are, you are, you've gotten the leakage of the exam. You understand? You just were what? You are preparing to be able to minister. So look at this. You can't see without light. You may have perfect eyes, but until light comes, what is light? Light is the word of God. What does it do in the dark times? It activates your God-given abilities. I hope you got that. Light coming, which is the word of God, activates your God-given abilities that you are able 
though darkness is covering the people or the earth, you are able to see even in dark times. And Isaac wanted God to go down to Egypt and God said, don't go back, go down to Egypt. Stay in this land, I'll bless you. And Isaac saw in that time of famine and God bless you. What did Isaac receive? The light of the world. That's the rhema word for that season. And he sowed in famine and he reaped. You see, that's what you need in situations. You need the word of God in that situation. You need the voice of God in that situation. A certain individual some, some years ago uh, kept looking, you know, we, we talk, and he says, so pastor, what am I supposed to do? Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. So what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to go to that Psalm 107, verse 20. You need the word. Okay. We talk another time. So pastor, what am I supposed to do? Psalm 107, verse 20. There's an individual say this. Finally, I thought I was fed up with that same scripture over and over again that you kept telling me. Then I started going to the word, then it made sense. It didn't make sense, it brought faith. What do you need in that situation? Light. 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 Let's go to the scriptures, show you some things. God is light. We find that in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. God is light. Apostle John says this, this is the message which you've heard from him, from Jesus, and declared to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. <laughs> that good? God is light. If you don't like light, I don't know what you're going to do in heaven. <laughs> it will be all, there there's no darkness whatsoever. There's no even shadow. There's no even shadow. You, if you want to you know, enjoy shadow, enjoy it here. You won't find any in heaven. There's no shadow in heaven. Nothing. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And, and Jesus, was, uh, but two, I want to point out some things here. Uh, Jesus is light. He is the word, therefore the word is light. Let's go to John chapter 1. Quickly over here. What is this all for? For you to walk through this life in faith. And don't be overpowered by darkness that is happening in this world because you have the light. Now, now listen to this. In the, in the beginning was the word, verse 1. I read verse 1 and then I'll go forward. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Verse 4 says this, in him was life and the life was what? The light of men. And the light shines in darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. That's, that's encouraging right there. Light shines in darkness, and darkness did not comprehend it. What do we need in perilous times? What do we need in this life? Keep your light shining. 
How do you do? The, how do you do it? The word of God is like, look at verse 6. Verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that is capital L. To bear witness of, light, of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light. In other words, John the Baptist was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Who's that? Jesus. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. Listen to this. It didn't say to only believers. This is the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. Everyone coming into the world has that light. But listen to this. Then when they come to a place of knowing good and evil, they start choosing. They reject light or they embrace light. Everyone born or else they can't exist. They have life, which is in him was life and that life was the light of men. So when we come to this earth, every child born, every baby born, they have that light. But they come to a place they start choosing. And they can choose forever to turn away from God or they can make those choices like you and I who've received Jesus Christ. I want that light and I'm going to live by that light. Do, 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 do you see that? Do, do, do you understand that? All right, okay. So this, he was in the world, this is sad, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave what? The right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who are born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So I've said this, God is light, and Jesus is light, and John 8, 12, Jesus said this. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. There is the word. You remember the definition I gave the other time? He walks with me, walks who, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. That is critical following him, church. I made up my mind. As for me and my house, to the end we'll follow him. I thought you were going to say me too. Me too, and then you held your wife. Look at this. He said, those who follow me, Jesus spoke, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Dark? Yes. But what are we supposed to be walking? How are we supposed to be walking? In the light. And darkness cannot comprehend. Or can never comprehend light. Now look at this in verse, verse, chapter 9 verse 5 says, As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. He said that. As long as he was in the world. Is he still in the world? Now he ascended. Let's see who's in the world. Let's go to uh, part 3 of this. So God is light. Jesus is light, and believers are called light or sons of light. So if you are asked, whose son are you? Son of light. What about daughter? Son of light. <laughs> Nothing different. Nothing different. Then if you are asked, and you're Mrs. Who? Light. This is light. <laughs> Let's go to Matthew 14 to 16. 
Jesus now tells his disciples, remember he says, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of this world. As long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of this world. But he says this now, you are the light of the world. He's just telling them that. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let me explain this to you. You know, just this is common sense. But can you think about you, you have your wiring and the candle is under the table? I mean, the, the, the bulb is under the table. Huh? That's exactly what he's saying here. You know, you have your wiring. You tell the electrician wants to hang it on the, on, on the ceiling. Say, no, 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 no. I want mine under the table. Maybe you may ask this Is your wife around? And to have a psychiatrist a doctor to help this person. But Jesus said this, you cannot light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand and gives light to all those who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men. Don't ever be ashamed of that light. Don't ever be ashamed of I'm a believer, saying I'm a believer. <laughs> Years ago, I was in a certain situation and I was told, Pastor, you need to give us some money for this. I say, I won't. You know, that's illegal. This is illegal to give you money for this. He said, no, 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 no. You need to give us money. I say, that's, I won't give you money. And the person, the, the, the person says, say this. Yeah, but listen to this. But we've heard other people do it. Bishops. And you are a pastor. Someone was asking me this week, when are we going to promote you to call you bishop? I said, never. I'm a pastor. That's it. Nothing wrong with your bishop. You understand? I'm a pastor. But I was being asked, actually, the person called me and said, bishop. I said, but no, I'm a pastor. I said, when are we promoting you to be a bishop? I said, I'm a pastor. Anyway. Now look at this. So I said, no. Uh, then he said this, even the bishops do it. What makes you feel like you can't do it? What makes you so special? And they were aggressive, actually. And I said, many years ago, I said this. I, I really thought about it a little bit, and it came just by faith right there. I said, you know what? Even in, in, in this nation, you can't make a, a, a fake 120 shillings note. It's a hundred note or a 500 and a thousand. So I say this, you're looking at a genuine note and I won't give you any money. And that was it. You don't have to bribe anyone, church. I said you don't have to bribe anyone. Trust in the favor of God all the time. You don't have to. <laughs> some, some, some individual came in this compound and they said, uh, tell, told Miss Ruth, we want some money for this facilitation fee. So what do you mean facilitation fee? And they said, you know, and, uh, and Miss Ruth thought, okay, they come over lunchtime, they've stayed here for hours doing the work, that's fine. Then we'll give you some, uh, you know, can give you some lunch. 
and buy you some lunch. So I uh, said, okay, let's buy you some lunch then. No, 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 before then, before they asked facilitation man, yeah, they, she, she offered, sorry, she offered, let's buy, give you some, you know, lunch and give them 2,500, 2,500 each and, and say they are coming far. And then said this, no, 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 no. We're never given this little money. I said, what do you mean by that? At least 5,000 each. Ah, now this is different. Miss Ruth called me. Can you imagine this is what they are saying? I was in this room over here and she was in that office of the school. I said, tell them to come to my office. They refused. <laughs> they refused. Miss Ruth raised up her voice, reprimanded them, spoke to them things. They say, you are giving us even this 10,000 is very little. We usually given 60,000. Oh, they went out without that lunch. They walked away. We got what you are looking for. We, it took three days. We got it. Only. Three days. It went to the top. The boss, the boss was shaking. Shaking. And of course, blaming us. But anyway, they gave us. They wanted facilitation fee of 60,000. Even in their dreams, they didn't get it. And to make it worse, they were sent back by the boss. After some time, go back to the same. They came, quote unquote, humble. A few weeks ago, they came and, and uh, did you know that one, Shingo Pande? They did, and we got, did we not get it? We got it. How many days? You are no man. I mean, you are no man when the, three days it was done. After months, what, years? Year, almost a year waiting. We got it. All we needed was to still believe God. And the individual that God sent, actually God sent that individual, we didn't ask him. He said, this, this ought to be happening. And we started talking and say, I'll do that. I can do that for you. We'll do it even from Monday. And Monday, sure enough, it started by Wednesday, it was done. Okay. So maybe that's because of the church. No, because believers believe. Let's go to Ephesians 5 as we start winding up. This is lengthy, but I want you to pay attention. Let's start from verse 8. It's lengthy, but just pay attention to everyone. Let's start from verse 6 for context sake. The Passion Translation, please. Hallelujah. Don't be fooled by those who speak their empty words and deceptive teachings telling you otherwise. This is what brings God's anger upon the rebellious. Don't listen to them or live like them at all. And look at what follows verse 8. 
for you are once, once your life was full of sins, darkness. That's how we toast before we gave our life to Christ. But now, you have the very light of our Lord shining through you. And you still kept quiet. You are once darkness, but now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with him. Who is him? And who is he in this context? Light. Our union with light has brought us light. Your mission is to leave us children flooded with his revelation light. There's your mission right there. Our mission is, go back there please, our mission is to leave us children flooded with his revelation light. Now what, look what follows, what follows next. And the supernatural fruits of his light will be seen in you. What are the supernatural fruits of his light? Goodness, righteousness, and truth. Are you seeing that? You remember the scripture said this, overcome what? Evil with good. So when it's dark, make sure you're being led by the Holy Spirit concerning what to do. What to do. And the supernatural fruits of your light, of his light, will be seen in you. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. Let's go to the next one. Then you will learn to choose what is beautiful to our Lord. So, so he's saying this, what will be visible to natural people, your light, is the fruit. And you can think about the fruit of the Spirit. It's the fruit we, we bear. On a daily basis. You can be nasty to people and they, you will be like them. You remember that old painting they used to have that don't argue the fool. People may not notice the difference. You younger people, you don't know that. That was our, our decorations in homes. This other side, it's, Jesus is a silent listener to every conversation. And this other side, don't argue with a fool. People may not notice the difference. That was cool then. And here is a transistor radio. Before they brought black and white great wall. And then if you become more prosperous, you put a, a something on top so that it can reflect different colors. So I'm, I'm teaching you. You have no idea what I'm talking about, children. I remember that gray, red great wall. You all remember that? Those, I can tell your age now, those of you who are smiling. The youngers and think like, what's that? Then we learn to choose what is beautiful to our Lord. Look at what follows next. And don't even associate with the servants of darkness because they have no fruit in them. Instead, reveal truth to them. Truth is light, church. Truth is light. You know, you've heard people say like, but this person doesn't walk in the light. We want to know what is happening, but they don't say. You see, that means that they're not walking in the truth. They are not truthful people. The people, if you talk to, you don't know where they're starting their stories. They're mixed up. They're really mixed up. Until you meet with them next time, they'll give you a different story. 
Don't associate with that darkness. Go next, the next verse, please. The very things they do in secret are too vile and filthy to even mention. Verse 13, whatever the revelation light exposes, it will correct. And everything that reveals truth is light to the soul. I like that. Let me read different versions from just that scripture um, so that you can hear it from different versions to connect with what I was telling you that you cannot see without what? Light. Okay, listen to the, don't move from there, but I'll read from other versions. New Living Translation says this, but there, so, so the Amplified Classic Version says this, but when anything is exposed and reproved by the light, it is made visible and clear. And where everything is visible and clear, there is light. Woo! Did you hear that? Where everything is visible and clear, there is light. Don't forget that. Husbands and wives, don't forget that. You know, when person say like, I left the office at five. Then you start figuring out how come they came at nine. And they're trying to tell you the story of traffic jam. And you realize that area even, you've been here for, you know, I've lived here for many years. It doesn't take that long. So you, you start realizing there's darkness here. I thought I'm going to get more amens than this. Listen to the amplified, the other amplified version says, but all things become visible when they are exposed by the light of God's precepts. For it is light that makes everything visible. Do you see that? It is light that makes everything what? Visible. So without light, there's obscurity. You can see. And the easy version translation says this. I like this one. Uh, oh, okay. Easy version translation says this. But when God's light shines on something, people can see clearly its true nature. I love that. And listen, probably one of my favorite in this scripture, God's words translation. Light exposes the true character of everything. Light exposes the true character of everything. Pastor Wade told me this. If you want to know true, uh, you know, people with relationship, deal with them concerning money. With money, you see people. You get to know them. People are okay until money comes between them. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Do you know how to get out of that? Be generous. Love God and honor him with your, with your seed. So verse 14, then we come in close, you finish. It says this. This is why the scripture says, listen to this. Arise, you sleeper. Rise up from your coffin. It is quiet now. <laughs> Arise, you sleeper. Rise up from your coffin. And the anointed one will shine his light into you. Go there from the Amplified Classic Version, please. Just that scripture, verse 14. Amplified Classic Version. Rise up from your... Rise up from your coffin. Now, was that coffin? <laughs> now, look at this. The Amplified Version says this. 
Check out, check out clear. Look at what he says. Therefore he says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine, make day dawn upon you, and give you light. What is the scripture reference there? Isaiah 26, 19, and Isaiah what? 61 and 2. Light. You have to make a decision of what? Rising up, church. Then I'll continue next week. I'll show you some things of walking in the light. Let me give you a bit of a, a dose of it. That, that is big. Listen, it's, it's your love walk. It's your love walk. That is critical as a believer. It is your love walk. The way to defeat darkness in this time is our love walk. First, it begins with our relationship with the Lord and on a day-to-day -day how we deal with others. Day-to-day. If a bus conductor insults you and you insult back, there's no difference. Or if he says something, you know, and then because you don't want to say it back in full, what they said, you said, Hatawewe. <laughs> Same story. Same. You're flowing with them. You're following, flowing with them. That, that is actually what is inside of you. What about if they... One person insults you and says, you know what, I bless you. Can I pray for you? How do you feel? How will that person feel? Can I pray for you? Let me pray for you. Let me pray. Well, you don't pray, but I'm praying for you now. In the name of Jesus, Father, I bless this bus conductor. Help him, Lord. What will happen? Light has come. But if you answer back, Stand up on your feet, please. There's no difference between you and him. Uh, in, in, a, in one of the Divine United you know, sessions, let's see if I'll say it right. You can help me. Uh, but, but here's a husband and wife say that they are having problems in their marriage. And then it dawned on the husband. This is too much. Let me do something different. And woke up and they say this. I told the wife, what is it that I can do for you? One thing that I can do for you today. Is that what it says? Yeah. Huh? Oh yeah. What can I do to make your day better? And she said, wash what? The dishes or something? The first day. The first morning, and he washed the dishes and finished. Remember, it was really bad. The second day, he woke up. What can I do to make your day better? I thought, in fact, the first time I thought, what? All the things that a person can think during that time. Anyway, the second day, he did, and she said, wash the garage. The garage and it was just before and it took a long time and he was about to leave to go to work he did it thoroughly the third day he asked the fourth day i think it's the seventh day after some few days actually the wife woke up and said what can i do to make your day better 
You win that way, not by saying even you. <laughs> you win that way. Love wins, church. Love wins, church. That's the light, walking in the light. They've been nasty to you. Be kind. I had a certain individual. I wish it would happen all the time. But I had a certain individual tell me, Give me some money I'll give to send back to you at some point. I said, wow, the first time I did, they did promptly. I was impressed. The second time they asked for that money, it took long. Then it, didn't, it, didn't, it wasn't returned. Then something happened, say, please, I need you to send me some money, please. I know they were in a distressful situation, I sent I'll return to you. Over a year later, I didn't hear even one phone call from those, that individual. And he used to call me regularly. I went through all the things of faith inside of me. Why are you laughing? It's not, what were you thinking I was going through? Then, listen this. The birthday came of that individual. And the, and, and the Spirit of the Lord impressed me saying, Send that individual some birthday gift in form of cash. That one I didn't consult. You understand? Those are personal dealings. I sent the money. Can you imagine if you sent for one year without communicating, saying that the other money is supposed to have returned it? You haven't returned it. So I sent and I, I sent the money. And the person said, Thank you so much. God bless you. That was all. And I realized it wasn't for them, it was for me. Now, I don't know what God is dealing with that individual, but it wasn't for them, it was for me. Now, look at this. That's still I'm keeping my testimony. I was getting agitated initially. And you can say, you know, and this is a believer. I, no, 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 no. Now take your light and, and walk in that light. Do you know then after some time, again, the same, same person said, then the Lord impressed me to start helping them in a certain way to see if there was any way, but he didn't come through. Then at some point, call me and ask me for money. Then I had a release to send that money again. So I was told all of it, I'll return it at the same time. I'm believing. You say like, oh, ume, ume kangwa. <laughs> That's upon you. I'm following the leading inside of me. That's upon you. You may say ume kangwa. So sometimes I kuja koko ni kukange pia. No, you won't get anything. I have a release. But listen to this. You rather follow that leading than your head. I asked the Lord a while ago, some years ago, I saw an expose in town concerning those beggars, you know, some of them have bandages, and immediately I gave my life to Christ. I thought I was being moved with compassion. I used to give them. You know, you understand all around. Then I saw that I thought, my goodness, I've been conned all these years. Then I started being bothered really inside of me and thinking, God, what am I supposed to do? Listen to what he told me this. If you pay, my, you pay, to my, pay attention to my spirit, I will tell you who to give or not to give. 
I will tell you. So what is that? Being led by the Holy Spirit. And sometimes I've not had even, um, you know, and just a leading inside of me. But you know what? Many times I'll still give. I heard Brother Kyoko say that even if you look at them, can't you see they're hungry? I mean, you don't need a, a supernatural insight to see that these people are hungry. Give them. Give them a son to the Lord. You'll never lose anything. You're walking with God. You're walking in the light. You are being led by the Holy Spirit. And God will make sure every seed will come back to you multiplied. Good measure. Pressed over and running over. All the time, church. Anyway, come next week, same time, same station. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the light of your word. The entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. And I bless your people. Father, may that fruit of your light be evident. That you are children of light. Your says that you've delivered us from the kingdom of darkness. And you have brought us into a marvelous light. The kingdom of your son, Jesus Christ. I bless your people. Again, I speak light. Be in their lives and over their situation. And Father, thank you for full conviction and knowing the confidence in you that whatever we go through is just for a moment compared to the eternal weight of glory that you're working in us. I bless your people, Father. Thank you for supernatural provision. Thank you for the leading of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for light of God upon your people and in your people. I bless you in the name of Jesus as we go even to this new month of August. God says this in his word, in Isaiah 32. My people shall dwell in peaceful habitations. I, by the authority of your word, Father, and in the name of Jesus, and by this that you have called me as their pastor, I mix my faith with these words and speak your protection upon them. As they go in and out of this city and out of this country, even across around this city, I pray for their protection. I plead the blood of Jesus. I speak a Passover because of the blood. I bind the devil. I bind his works. I bind in the name of Jesus. I cast you out. I release the supernatural power of God. The favor of God, and I say and I prophesy by faith, a turnaround of their situations as we get into this month of August. Turnaround of situations. And Father, thank you for your blessing upon your people. For the increase upon your people. I decree that in Jesus' name. And you shout, Amen. And you can give him praise and glory and honor. Our Redeemer, our Savior, the Prince of Light. Hallelujah. Glory to God.